Welcome to the Brown Spray Spade Podcast Show. I'm your host, Daniel Hardy, and I have my co-host with me, Cleveland Akins. And today we have a special guest with us today. But before we do that, we're gonna go ahead and start off with our introduction music. Okay, today we have a very important guest with us today. Uh, the topic today is uh, the importance of self-care and wellness. So today we have Dr. Darnita Henry. How you doing, doctor? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Okay, okay. Good, good. So um, what is self-care and wellness? Could you elaborate on that? I'd love to. So, in this day and age, uh, I feel like it's very, very important for people to recognize and honor self-care. You know, sometimes we are very, very focused on taking care of everybody else and taking care of others, and we tend to forget about ourselves. Mm. And one of my favorite quotes is basically the one where that says, fill your own cup first. So mm-hmm. if you fill your cup up and mm-hmm. it's overflowing, then you give to other people out of that cup that overflows. You give them the overflow, really. Mm-hmm. And um, that way that you, you stay in a position where you're taking care of yourself and then you're able to give to others. Because when you deplete yourself or deplete that cup, then you're giving out of emptiness, if that makes any sense. Makes good sense. I like that analogy. Yeah. Yes, I do. I like it as well. Yeah, I like it as well. So, what, what go, would be go ahead, some, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was going to say, what, what, what would be some of the um, procedures or um, things that you would do um, to recognize um, a person is like depressed or, um, uh, you know, a, a, just don't feel like they self on, on everyday basis? So, I mean, really, I think that because I also teach my patients that they are their first doctors. They know themselves and their families better than anybody who sees them once a month or once in a while does. They really would probably be able to convey, you know, a little bit better. But, you know, knowing that someone maybe is having exaggerated feelings of sadness, you know, of course we all get sad every now and again, but if someone just kind of can't come out of it at all, or they're tired a lot, um, even when they are sick a lot, because stress can really, and we, we've started to learn that this year, um, or started to learn on a bigger scale this year, that stress can deplete our immune system. Mm. So we can come ill when we're stressed out, when we're not feeling well, when we're not taking care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So all of those things are are going to be factors. So, yeah, definitely sadness or loneliness or things like that. But then sometimes even just getting ill on a more regular basis or not being able to get well, you know, once you've gotten ill, maybe not being able to get over it, maybe signs that your body is 
you and your body of strength. Mm. Yeah, and that, that, that's, oh, those are great points because I, I just think about um, um, just <clears throat> when I was growing up, you know, with my uncles and my, and, um, my aunts um, who, you know, they, you know, they were sickly, but at the same time, they were, you know, depressed, depressed people. Well, now I won't say depressed all the time, but most of the times that, you know, that you spoke to them, whatever, they were depressed. They never had nothing good mm-hmm. to say, and the energy just was, you know, was bad. But, so I can, I could definitely relate to, you know, um, and, you know, and they, they was always sick. I mean, they stayed sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they stayed and, sick. And like you said, what you speaking is very 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 important what you're speaking your thoughts your words are super important yeah. to your health if you're all you're you're creating you're creating a situation for your body to kind of follow along with right you're creating a script for your for your body to follow so basically it's very important to stay positive very important to stay positive to try to to, to do those things and like I said, everybody's not going to have a, you know, you're not going to have a, the great, the best day of your life every day, right. so to speak. You know, there, there will be trials, there will be things that come along, but, you know, there are things that we can do to help get ourselves out of that. For instance, you know, exercise is one of those things that once we exercise, though we may not feel like doing it, you know, when you get out and take a walk in nature or, mm-hmm. you know, do yoga or something like that. You start to release endorphins, and those endorphins in your body will start to raise your vibration or raise your mood, so to speak. Okay. So yeah. that would say that those would be some of the that would be a way that you could tackle, you know, when you don't feel so well, um, emotionally or mentally. So things like that, or meditation, is another way of doing it. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Because I noticed a lot of people um, in, in today's society, particularly our, our black people, a lot of them stress when they, they're in relationships. Uh, some of them marry. Mm-hmm. Uh, some be stressful mm-hmm. when they go to a job they don't want to be on, you know, things of that nature. Exactly. And, exactly. and then they have to come, you know, they have to deal with the job. Then they have to come home and deal with relationships. Then they have to deal with the children. So that it becomes a lot of a lot of pressure on a person who can't handle it. Mm-hmm. And I know that you know I'm not I'm not a doctor or anything like that. But how, like, how do you approach a person that um, you know they? I mean, they stay stressed out. They you know they always negative. How how do you approach a person? Um, you know, and tell them, hey, you know, maybe you need to get some help. Maybe you need to, you know, um, read a book. Maybe you need to, you know, meditate. How, how do you how do you approach? Them? So one of my Approaches to that is meeting people where they are. Mm. So, you know, you know that if you're a person that is already been practicing for years, you know, you've been meditating, you've been doing yoga, you've been you've been eating right for years, so you know the benefits of it. Well, if you have somebody who's not really there, they can't really. Sometimes they can't uh, relate. They can't understand why you're so happy and why you're why you're there. You know. So you, you almost have to kind of give them little pieces at a time. Uh, and I have to do that a lot with clients. Like, you know, just introduce the thought. Introduce the thought, and then I have to introduce it over and over every visit until I can, you know, until until we can get some type of action. I, I find myself a lot, you know, telling people, hey, you know, I, 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 I just yoga 
just yoga to just about everybody because you know there's I haven't seen a lot of contradictions to people being able to do yoga, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you know one of the main things that I hear back is, well, I don't know, I don't have time for a class or my the classes that I want to go to, and I say, well, no, don't worry about the classes, so you know yet. Or they'll tell me, well, they're scared they're going to go and they're not going to be at the level that everybody else is at. You know, and I say, well, don't don't worry about the class yet. Why don't you just get on YouTube and just find a free video? You know, and that way you can do it at home. You don't have to feel embarrassed. That is true. That's how I started. That is you know, true. I worked my way into learning about it. And then I started going to like my local YMCA and going to classes there. But I, I had been doing yoga at home for a couple of years before I started doing that. Mm, Um, so yeah, just meeting them where they are and offering, you know, little droplets here and there, you know, it may be overwhelming to try to tell somebody, give them a whole regimen all at once. But if you can kind of give them a little bit at a time and then they start feeling and seeing the benefits, then they'll start wanting more and start looking for more themselves. Okay. That's good. And I, I I do uh, meditation. I don't do it as much as I, I should. I got to really get back into it. Um, doing at least two to three times a day. What mm-hmm. what are, what would be the benefits in in doing um, meditation? Man, the benefits of meditation are just they're almost endless. Um, for one thing, just health wise, meditation allows you to slow down. It allows you to slow down your breath and your breathing. So instead of breathing from your chest like most of us do and especially if we're stressed out we start you know chest breathing and rapidly breathing mm-hmm. meditation allows us to slow down and breathe from our belly and mm. get that deep from the diaphragm, diaphragm from the diaphragm yeah 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 and so that's important. that'll that'll reduce your blood pressure um mm. Interesting. yeah a lot a lot of these things cause a lot of the things that we that we see in our communities that we think are just um you know, a part of being adults or being grown or whatever, they're more lifestyle things than these genetic things that people tend to think of. So, yeah, so, I mean, meditation is just something that, that mindfulness. I know I used to tell people all the time when I first started meditating, I realized that um, I have, now I have three, I almost, I'm going on my fourth child because I'm pregnant now. Oh, but congratulations. I, Thank you. I would notice the difference immediately in whether the children were getting on my nerves or not. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> if I hadn't meditated, they might be, you know, I might be a little irritable. Stop yeah. doing that. Would you please not do that? Could right. you stop doing that? Could you please be quiet? You know, <laughs> but I'd meditate and notice that I'd be laughing at that. Right. You know, yeah. because they're, yeah. they're being kids. They're just doing what kids do. Right. You know, they're happy. Right. They're happy-go-lucky, and really, that's really how more so I could see myself and how that's really something for me to learn from them is how to be a little bit more happy-go-lucky and to be carefree like they are. So that's one of the things that I noticed personally in my practice of meditation and just being aware instead of having so many things on, on the table. You know, we tend to have a lot of things on the table, a lot of things on our plate, and we want to feel like we need to focus on all of them at one time well meditating allows us to slow down and to give focus to what we need to give focus to complete that task and move on to the next one more efficiently yeah i i definitely agree um 
because for me, when I first started meditating, it was more of, um, you know, my brother introduced me to it. And um, so I started doing it, you know, just, just, just before I worked out or whatever. And I, I started mm-hmm. catching myself, you know, just not being stressed, you know, not being stressed out about things that would normally, you know, upset me. Go to work, a co-worker, um, right. I drive trucks, so traffic. So now, mm-hmm. you know, now I'm to the point where I'm just driving, you know, um, I'm not letting nothing get on my nerve, you know, um, I'm making better decisions as far as, you know, um, me stopping to eat, because a lot of times I don't even want to stop and eat. Me meditating right. and say, hey, you need to eat. Your brain be like, hey, we need to eat. We need to eat. Right. You know, it just helped me to do and, and make better choices of um, just, just small things. And, and like you say, it brings the most important things, things that you have to take care of, it brings it up to the front and it, and, and it forces you to, you know, to take care of them rather than, you know, put them on the a, on, on a back on the back um, burner. But for me, yeah, meditation definitely has, it changed my life. It definitely has. Yeah. 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 I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. We also have to uh, complement yeah. ourselves with, with uh, nourishing our bodies with the proper food, correct? Correct. That is also super important. If you, you know, if you have a Porsche or a Bentley, you know, are you going to put the same gas that you would put in your 89 Nissan Sentra? You know, <laughs> absolutely. No, not. you will put the premium, in premium there. fuel in there. That's right. Premium fuel because you want that car. That's an investment. You love that car. You want it to last a long time. That's the same thing with our body. We could okay. be putting premium fuel in there because we want them to run. You know, we want them to run extremely well, and we just want to give them what they actually need. So, the what you put in your body is very, very, very important. So, Doc, could you? Oh, yeah, because no, sorry, go ahead, Clea. No, no, I was going. I was just going to piggyback on that and just say, yeah, because I mean, your your food gives you energy, you know. And if right. you're eating, and the good signs to let you know that you know what you're eating, you you know you need to you know kind of switch up your diet. If you eat food and it doesn't give you energy, then that right there lets you know that you know what I'm eating for this time of day or what I need to do, what what I need to be doing today. I shouldn't be eating it because food should give you energy. It should not have you tired. Yeah. It should, it should give not wear you out. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. It should give you life. It should be, it, the food should be living. Yes. And there's foods out there that you can eat that will give you the type of energy that you need as far as, um, um, well, well just, just to help your body not to, to, to take on all the stress and, and anger and all that stuff that we take on. It's foods out there that will help you you know, to basically be able to, you know, maintain, be able to, mm-hmm. you know, look at stuff and be like, you know what, I, I, I don't have to worry about this. Well, actually, yeah. well, but some of the, st- well, this is how I look at it. I, I look at it as the, the real food are the, uh, the things that grow, grows from the earth. That is the real true food. All of it have mm-hmm. uh, a nutritional value. And a lot of time we take that for granted. I remember one time a friend, uh, he was telling me, he was like, yeah, he was like, when you go into a grocery store, he said, all the good stuff is on the outside, all the bad stuff is on the inside. Yep, it's on the outside. Yep. <laughs> and I thought about yeah, what definitely. he said, and I was like, wow, he's right, because all the saturated fats and all those preservative, you know, all those bad things that we love, uh, those are the things that, that, that ruins our health. So we just need to shop right. more in the produce section and be more creative right. with our food. Not saying you got to be vegan yeah. or nothing like that. I mean, you could eat fish or whatever. You just don't want to consume too much, too much meat and things like that because it takes uh, 
a long time to, to process as far as the digestive. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because you go in the grocery store, <laughs> they have a section that says health food. And, I mean, you look at it and so what is everything else around it? Is it not healthy? Exactly. Like, this is, right. health, this is a healthy section. Mm-hmm. So exactly. what is everything else? You know, exactly. but, you know, we don't pay attention to that. But, yeah. Yeah, but I think it's the way we've been taught. We just thinking we 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 think that that's food, but it's not food, you know. Yeah, those, those yeah. you know, yeah. we think it's food because convenient. it's in the grocery store. Yeah, yeah, we have a more convenient society, right? That puts convenience above all else, right? Mm-hmm. So um, instead of us thinking and putting some thought into what we're eating and creating, and even that part can be something that's mindful and meditative. In and of itself, when you're preparing your meal, you know, you when you know what's going into your food and you know the purpose of what you're putting into your food, when you eat them, you know, you're more likely to, to get the benefits of it versus something that's prepackaged and really quick and all that kind of stuff. Because most of the nutrients and the things that you actually need for health have probably been taken out of that, so, you know, because um, mm-hmm. you don't have shelf life if you have. You know, if the food is able to to live like that, so right, right. food is a very, very, very important part of of what you're doing. And and like you said, I, I tell people, yeah, shop on the outside of the store. Most of most of your grocery list should come from the outer the outer edge of the store. I mean, it's, it's very it's some staples that maybe you you maybe need in the middle, but that's not you shouldn't be getting most of the food from there, right? I agree. Yeah. So, Doctor Doctor Henry, um, as far as kids, because um, I, I, you know, I, I, I see people doing studies and everything on kids and just how depressed and how you know uh, kids are dealing with so much mental um, health and so many issues. Um, what 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 would you say as far as to a parent to how they should talk to their child? You know, to to, to basically checking with their child daily to make sure their child is okay. Like, Yeah. So that's one of those things, again, that I would say with, it starts with self, right? So first of all, checking in with yourself daily to make sure you're okay. Because p- kids pick up a lot of what we put out and what we put down. Mm-hmm. You know, we think that they are people that, you know, oh, they just, uh, you know, they just, they're just going to do what I say do. And that's not, that's not true at all. They're going to do what you say and what they see. You do. Correct. So one of the things, one of the reasons why I take it so seriously about self-care is because when I do feel the need to do so much for other people, then I think about the fact that, like, what do I want my kids to do when they get older? You know, Um, do I want them to be stressed out? Do I want them to allow other people to stress them out? Or no, I want them to understand that they are important. So that's why I have to make sure that I put myself first so that they can see that, right? That's one thing. Yes, because you're you're the first teacher. As the mother, you're the first teacher. Yeah, you're the first teacher. Yeah. First teacher. And then the other thing is just some of the stuff we've already been talking about, right? The food. Because a lot of these kids are getting, they're getting junk. I mean, just be realistic. You know, they're getting a lot of junk thrown at them. Which also caused those behaviors, too. I I think they all correlate with one another. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. 
And so that's that's a big thing. And then uh, then being able to get outside and get that energy out. I mean, I know I have two little ones. I have one that's four and one that's eight. The eight-year-old is a boy. Um, the four-year-old is a girl. But they both need to be outside every day. I mean, the little one is still in school, so she physically goes to school. So they, they go outside every day as long as it's not wet or raining or something like that. Um, and the little boy, just because he's a little boy, <laughs> it needs to be outside, you know, as well because of all of that energy. Yes. So, yeah, that, that proper balance. A lot of our kids now don't really get outside. They're inside. They're playing video games. They're, you know, doing things like that instead of, we don't think about all the stuff that we did when we were young that right. helped our coordination, riding bikes. I mean, just outside, just running around, doing those things, playing in the dirt that builds their immunity. And, um, right. And they're not burning those calories. Yeah. That's why they, they're getting kids uh, larger now than ever before also. Exactly. And having higher rates of diabetes mm-hmm. and all, all these all these things that, that used to be reserved for adults, now we're starting to see it more in children. Which is sad. Because their lifestyle has kind of changed. Yeah. It's sad. And, and the kids uh, the kids are not, they definitely not going outside and, and, you know, exercising and getting that fresh air, getting some of that sunlight. And right. it, it gets to the point where, um, you know, that when, when it is time to burn up that energy or whatever, a lot of times it's just, they don't know how to do it out, outside. So they, you know, verbally do it or, uh, try to right. physically do it to you know to another person or another child or one of their siblings or, mm-hmm. you know it, and it's it's like with with my um my daughter she she's fourteen um and her mother definitely had to change you know her diet because right you know like her energy you know it started affecting you know her behavior in school or whatever so her mm-hmm. mother was like nope. You know, we're gonna take this. We're gonna take that. We're not gonna let allow you to eat this. Allow you to eat that. And she just started removing stuff from, you know, from her diet. And it, I mean, it rapidly changed. You know how mm-hmm. she was doing in school. You know how she was because most of the time the teachers would call and say, you know, she was active. You know, today, you know, she was a little bit active than she normally is, and it, of course, it was from her diet or whatever. Right. Um, and, and but it's very important that you you monitor your kid's diet. All that fast food and all that you know um, just stuff that, that, that has a lot of sugar you know um, you have to check it you have to make sure that they're eating you know getting full good getting a, a healthy breakfast in the morning because breakfast is the most important meal of the day and people don't realize that I, I can't believe yeah. how many people don't eat breakfast mm-hmm. you know who don't eat breakfast you know I had to get to the point where I, I eat breakfast which I start, you know, early in the morning before anybody up. But mm-hmm. at least by, you know, 8, eight 9 o'clock, I've, I've eaten a, a meal, you know, something. I snacked on something to help me, you know, through the day. Um, right. I don't do it every day, but I do I do try because, you know, I get grumpy. I do. Yeah. My, my, I know I am. Me I know I'm a grumpy person. She'd be like, you, she said, you hangry. I'd be like, <laughs> what? She'd be like, yeah, you hangry. I'd be like, no, nah. it's like that Snicker commercial. Like, huh, ha- try this Snicker. <laughs> and yeah, because I, because I, and I don't, I don't, she catch it. She'll right. call me and be like, hey, how's your day? I'd be like, huh? 
it's all right. She'd be like, did you eat? Yeah. I'd be like, no, I ain't eat. She'd be like, okay, well, call me back once you eat. And right. I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. i do that. Yeah. It, it, it's that serious with food. Oh, yeah. Food yeah. your body and your attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I find myself to be, the, to be the exact same way. You know, if I get to going and don't eat, then, yeah, I'll have an attitude. Um, my, like you said, my husband knows that. that that'll that be the first thing he'll ask. You know, if he happens to call me at a certain hour today and I probably, and I don't sound myself. It's like, what, what you eat? You ain't ate yet? Okay. And then sometimes if he's in the neighborhood, you know, not, not working from his office, then he'll drop by with a plate or something because he's like, you need to eat. You know, you don't, and my mom used to say that when I was younger, you know, oh, that's what's wrong with you. You need to eat. Because mm. if my, you know, if I hadn't eaten anything, then of course my attitude would would, ch- would shift. But now being pregnant, uh, that's one thing that I, I absolutely cannot do. Man, I wake up hungry. Oh, I know. So, yeah. <laughs> you eat for two. <laughs> yeah. So I, it's my yeah. choice now. Yeah, I bet. You, I bet. Yeah, your appetite probably changed for you know. I'm quite sure you eat more now, of course, but. I'm quite yeah. sure you eat things that you probably wouldn't even eat now, you know. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, so I I like to say I, I I probably more more so intuitively eat right because there are certain things that like now I eat more of that that if I wasn't pregnant I I wouldn't even eat this stuff and I and that happens mm-hmm. when I'm pregnant. Yeah, like appetite changes. Yeah, that, yeah, that I wouldn't even hardly touch. But when I'm pregnant, it's like, no, you need this, you need that. And so I'll have it, you know, whether it's something that I normally eat or not. Um, but it's still still pretty well-rounded because I, I know the importance of eating and being well-rounded. And what I've noticed anecdotally, I, don't, I can't tell you that this is something that, that definitely happens. I just, I'm on child number four. And what I've noticed is that generally I eat pretty very during pregnancy. I mean, I eat, I eat very foods anyway. But I definitely eat a wide variety of stuff. And so when I have children, a lot of times um, the people at their schools and things are kind of surprised because they're not picky either. Because mm-hmm. they've had so much, so many different things already. Right, you know, my right. first child, she used to go to school and her her little nursery used to be so surprised because um, they, they're like, well, you pack salads for her and she eats them. I'm like, yeah, she eats salads at home. <laughs> so, right. you know, that's just what she does. And then uh, my son, it was funny because with him, with the girls, I don't really like a lot of meat for mm. some reason. With my son, I mean, I was such a carnivore. Mm. I, it just all the way. And now he's eight and he'll tell you in the heartbeat, you know, I'm really not the meat guy. <laughs> you know, I guess I guess he got it all when he was. He's my know, kind of guy. Yeah, he's not really the meat guy. <laughs> you know, he he will he will pass it up in a minute or just eat like a little, you know, just a little bit, and, and he's good. Like right, that's right. that's enough for him. Right. Yeah. Whereas my daughter, the next one, I again didn't really want meat. I was pregnant with a girl, didn't really want meat. And she's a, she's a, she's definitely a carnivore. She is like, just, she eats, but she eats everything. She's not like, just give me meat, but she eats everything. She used to be the first, when she first went to school, 
the teacher called me one day and said, we thought, we thought Mariah was vegan because we've been giving her the vegan meals and she's been eating them. And we gave her a regular meal today and she ate that too. So we were kind of confused. And I was like, that's, that's just because she eats it all. <laughs> right, right. She, she, she loves food. She, she loves food. Yeah, she likes food. Yeah, she loves food. In fact, she told me and her dad that she was married to the food. She said, okay. <laughs> she said she married funny. to the rice and the beans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what's up. So, Doctor, what what all you do? I know you wear a lot of hats. Uh, so what is, I do. So let's let's go through a list of things that that you do um, as far as um, self care and wellness. Okay, so my office is really a wellness focused chiropractic office, right? Okay. So instead of uh, just only when people hear chiropractic, a lot of times they think about maybe a car accident or a slip or fall or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do definitely help those people out that experience that. But also when people come in, we're talking about what they're eating. We're mm-hmm. talking about what kind of exercise they're doing, what kind of self-care they have. Um, I've found a lot of people come in with back pain, you know, and you guys can't see me right now, but I'm using that quote, um, the air quote. They come up in with some kind of pain. And when we start working together, we realize that they have other underlying issues going on. Then we start talking about their health and their wellness and and I mean, just a couple of people come to mind. I've had a patient come in, back pain. And when we start working together after a few weeks, I find out, well, she's in, um, she's basically raised all her children. She's trying to take out some time for herself now and trying to focus on herself because she's raised children her whole, you know, their whole lives or whatever. And, you know, so She's looking for some for some solutions, some natural solutions to some of the things that's going on. So mm. we start working together and, you know, we clean up that diet. We do it like a 10-day inflammation type of uh, program. And she came back and said her medical doctor was like, what are you doing? Because we have been trying to, you know, get this extra weight off of you for 20 years. She came off of her... Uh, her like depression medication and, and things. She was able to come off of that, um, mm. lost the weight okay. and the back pain went away. Wow. You know, but this was more so because we, we started to balance, we started to balance those hormones and get the body, you know, to working the way it's supposed to. That's really the idea of chiropractic. Anyway. Yeah. Which is called homeo- really homeostasis, your, homeostasis when the body. Yeah. Balances. It's yeah. to allow your body to do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. You know, to get your body into a state of doing what it's supposed to do. I've had other people come in and, and like Cleveland said, how do you get, when you see someone who you know is stressed, how do you start with them? Or how do you introduce that? Mm-hmm. Had another young lady come in. She had been in an automobile accident, and she was talking about neck and back pain, and then kept telling me that it had gotten better. The pain, that pain had gotten better, but it was another random thing that was going on with her legs and her feet. And we, once we got to really, really talking, then I, I learned that she's having female issues, that, you know, they're, uh, the cycle is not regular or it's, it's irregular in that it comes on and, and stays on for an unusually large amount of time. 
which right. immediately tells me that your hormones are out of balance, right? Right. Um, right. But then also talk, and she's telling me about all the stress with her child and this and that that's going on. So I'm talking about, okay, we, we talk about meditation. We talk about yoga. We talk about these things, and then we do a 10-day cleanse. And start. so it's like I said, it's a, it's a lot more of trying to meet people where they are and trying to get them to come on over and see how tackling their whole health and their whole wellness is going to be more beneficial than just talking about a pain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so Dr. Henry, so I, cause you know, I've, I've heard that before as far as people having long, um, um, menstrual cycle, like what, 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 what is the normal amount of time does a, a, a person supposed to be on, um, having a cycle? Yes. You mean a woman? Okay. <laughs> yes, a woman. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, now, I mean, men don't, they don't actually, you know, have the physical bleeding of No, 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 no. Not, not, they, not, they, not, they not, not men. Cycles. I know. Oh, okay. Okay. They, I was referring to the man. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't yeah. specify. He said I mean, a person. I mean, he said a person. So I was saying, I know I know what he was saying, but I was yeah. like, okay. Well, I meant, I mean, you know, because this is, <laughs> this is way out my, you know. Cleveland, you're kind of you're, you're a little choppy. Hold on, Cleveland, you're a little choppy. I don't know what's going on over there with you. Um, I don't know if it, if you're on speaker. I don't know. Can you hear me now? I mean, I heard you. It was just kind of choppy a little bit. Yeah, I was asking. Um, okay, because I've heard women say they, you know, they, you know, we yeah. two weeks, you know, and I'm like, wow, like, ooh. yeah, and sometimes it can be it can be as short as three or four days, maybe up to a week so mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to last a week but that would probably be about you know about average three or four days to about a week mm-hmm. um and then the average cycle can be anywhere they say 28 days is, is average and normal but average is of course you know uh, a combination of people who have shorter cycles and longer cycles for them to come to this 28 day thing so, um, so everybody is different, but you yeah. know, when someone has been on their cycle for, you know, two weeks, that's abnormal when they've been bleeding yeah. for like two weeks, because then we started to get into the, to losing that much blood, um, into anemia, into being concerned about weakness, fatigue, you know, sometimes you, you hear women that get cold really, really easily, which probably yeah. means that they're anemic as well, you know? So it's a lot, you know, that, that can, that cycle for a woman can kind of give us a few clues about what's going on in the body anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause I, I, you know, I've, I've heard, you know, people, I've heard women, you know, say that, you know, they only cycle for a very long time. I'm like, okay, well, I don't think that's, yeah. that's good because you losing a lot of, you know, for you to be on it that long, you losing a lot of, you know, a lot of blood, and then yes. also we have to think about what what hormonally must be going on for for that to happen. Because hormones are are something that are cyclic as well, and so with the menstrual cycle, you know there are certain hormones that should be uh, increasing, and then certain hormones that should be decreasing. So if that body doesn't have that delicate balance, then we start to see issues. Yeah. yeah. Now, and, Doc- and I I do know. 
Go ahead, uh, My question was, okay, so you 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 pretty much like a almost like a one stop shop. So um, mm-hmm. is is it uh, affordable for the average person to come in and, and try to get service? Yeah, I listen. I believe it's very affordable, especially considering the cost of not being healthy. Mm. It costs way more to not be healthy than to try to um, maintain your health and to to see about it early. I'm like, gonna get that on the shirt. I'm gonna get that put on the shirt. <laughs> what? That quote right there. That quote right there. I'm gonna get that put on the shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but it's true. It's so true. We yeah. think about it, you know, another way where. We're like, okay, you know, um, and I'm gonna get back to the to the cost because, like I said, it's it's, it's not uh, super super astronomical or anything. But we tend to think of, okay, well, I can put this off, or I can put that off, put my health off a little bit, and then once you try to get it back, now you're really in the hole. Now right. that's real, you know, because now you're monetarily, it can be difficult. But then when you let things go in your body for so long. You have to think about how long have you been dealing with this? Right. I, I tell people that all the time when they come in. So how long have you been dealing with this? So, you know, you're not going to come in necessarily and see me or any doctor once or twice. And, you know, you've been dealing with something for years and it's just going to automatically go away. Mm. Not unless you just put some type of Band-Aid on it. Right, you know, right. you didn't actually heal it. So healing will take time. So for people, when they come into my office, usually that first visit is 197 but that visit includes a full history. It includes an exam. We're talking about, you know, what are your goals? What are, what are you know, trying to get your game plan together. And then the follow-up visits after that are $50. Mm. So it's, it's, you know, and that, that's just for the adjustment. Now we get into nutrition and doing supplements or doing different programs. Of course, the prices may vary there, but um, I don't think it's, it's, it's not, it's not a lot when you consider, you know, the alternative of not being healthy. So you like a nutritionist or herbalist? Investment. Um, well, I guess you may say a little bit of both because I do use, I use nutrition in my office. We teach about nutrition, but then I also use herbal, I use herbal supplements and, uh, Nutritional supplements. Okay. Actually, that's not yeah. a bad and price. I, the one ninety seven is not I, a bad I, price. Yeah. No, and I and I have you know went to her on several occasions when, um, you know, and I need to go to her now, so I'm going to schedule an appointment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I and it it helps, you know, as far as getting adjusted. You know, um, I was going to think every every what twice a week at one time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And I drive trucks. So any truck drivers out there, let me tell you, getting yeah. adjusted is a, oh, my goodness. It's yeah. sleep. You're talking about getting your sleep. And, and, and even it even got to the point where how I my food go down. Like, I couldn't believe, you know, just how, you know, my food digests, you know, with me getting adjusted. I, and, and me, you know, I, even though I was, you know, I'm vegan or whatever, but still my the process of you know me sleeping and you know how I feel when I get through eating and and everything it was it was great so yeah I, I advise people to get you know to definitely get adjusted and like I yeah, said I was going twice a week because we, what what people sometimes don't know about chiropractic is 
Um, chiropractic means deal with your nervous system. Your nervous system yeah. controls and coordinates all the other systems of your body. All your so functions. as you said, Cleveland, yes. yep, I get a lot of people telling me that they sleep. Oh my gosh, I sleep so much better. Or even babies that come in sometimes or kids that come in, like you asked about, what about children? Children do very well in chiropractic care because um, they've usually not had the physical stress that we've had, so to speak. So they bounce back a little bit quicker. But I've been in situations where I've seen parents bring their kids in and they're like, okay, come on, get on this table now. Cause you know, when you get adjusted, your whole, everything calms down. You can tell the difference mm. with the children as well. So that's the thing. And even the digestion, like you said, it's, um, you know, when you get adjusted, they're, they're nerves all through your digestive system. That is true. So taking mm-hmm. the, taking the pressure off the nerves, allowing your body to, you know, operating the way it's supposed to, it just allows everything to work better. So do you, get, uh, at your facility, do they get massages? Um, I have a therapist that's, that I can call on, but I don't have like a you know, massage side. therapist that's in-house. Gotcha, yet. gotcha. Okay. Um, but if there are any massage therapists out there who are looking for a space in Southwest Atlanta, okay. let us know. Chopping up, you cheap, clean. You chopping up on me, brother. You, hold on. You could definitely um, leave your information. You know, um, so that everyone could get that. Um, what What would be the age group of um? What, what would be the, the? Is it an age group as far as young? What would be the youngest um that you can um bring um, in your child? You can bring your child. As soon as you're capable of getting out of the house with your baby, if you want to. Last uh-huh. week, I adjusted a two-week-old. Um, really? Yeah. Now, my kids, because they're at home with me or whatever, you know, when they're born, they're probably going to get checked out immediately, mm. you know, and get adjusted immediately. What, 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 what's the benefits of starting that young, um, Dr. Henry? Because... Then you're getting help from the very, very, very start. Even the most natural birth can still result in a misalignment because that birth canal is so small that the baby's trying to get through, right? So if there's any, you know, if there's anything that happens on the way out, then the baby can maybe have a little uh, restriction. Now, the thing about babies and little children is they don't get the same adjustment that adults get. Their adjustment is very, very, very light. It's almost like finding the ripeness of a tomato or something like that, if you can imagine that. So it's very, very light, but it can have big benefits. That, And like I said, a lot of parents, if they're not familiar with it, they don't even think about it. But I've had babies come in that were um, with GI problems, gastrointestinal problems. A little baby came in, this was years ago, and their parents had had tried so many different formulas and was buying like the sensitive formula that was super expensive. We adjusted like two or three times. The first time the mom called me back that day to thank me because she said the baby had been so fussy before then that they could not, the baby wouldn't take naps. The parents were stressed because they couldn't sleep. Um, That was the first time the baby had taken a nap for any appreciable amount of time. So Mm. Interesting. You know, allowing that baby, yeah, allowing that baby's digestive system. And, you know, of course, the medical diagnosis was acid reflux. Um, and it's like, how does a baby, you know, how do you know a baby has acid reflux? I don't, I don't really know how you know that. 
But, um, <laughs> you know, that was his medical diagnosis. But we adjust, I adjusted him, and, and I mean, it only took like three or four adjustments, and he was, he was fine. Then I've had babies come in that maybe their moms are breastfeeding them. And mom might say, oh, I can only breastfeed on one side. They won't, they, you know, they're thinking they're not making milk on the other side because the baby won't feed from the other side. And that's not necessarily the truth. But if the baby can't turn their neck to that side, it's not comfortable for them. They can't express that to you. But that's why they're not feeding from that side. But if they get adjusted, they get checked out and adjusted, and now they can turn their neck comfortably to both sides, they can feed from both sides. Mm, okay. So, yeah, that's that, there. There are many benefits to just having the baby checked out um, immediately for those reasons, and then as they start to grow and move and start to sit up and um, put weight on different parts of their body, stand up, fall down as they're learning to walk, all those kind of things, then it can be beneficial as well. I mean, I know a lot of people when I was in chiropractic school because uh, you know. Chiropractic school is a place where there's not a lot of people of color there, right? Um, mm-hmm. And not a lot of people of color who net, who just know about chiropractic and its benefits anyway. So um, when I was in school, there most of the students there, you know, didn't look like me. But they had parents that were chiropractors or they came from a chiropractic family. They've been getting adjusted their whole life. And they've had none of the the what we call, you know, normal childhood things people have, these infections and, you know, all of this stuff. And I noticed that with my kids. They've been adjusted to birth. Well, I, I get adjusted while I'm pregnant. But then they start getting adjusted. We've never had any problems with uh, teeth coming in, with teething. We've never had any problems with ear infections. Doc, so, you, your, your, yeah. your voice kind of in and out. I don't know what's going on over there. Oh, okay. Well, is that better? Say something again. I'm sorry. Is that better? Yes, that's much better. Yes. Okay. So I was just saying we haven't, I haven't experienced with my children any of those, you know, quote unquote, normal childhood ailments that people often talk about. They've been adjusted at first. So, um, yeah, that is, it's really beneficial for, for people of all ages. I, I tell people, if you have a spine, you come to a chiropractor. That's mm. pretty much how it goes. Yeah. Okay. So, Doc, where is your where, where is your location? Where where are you located in Atlanta? I'm in Southwest Atlanta, Greenbrier Mall. So we are located on Ben Hill Road, and we're right between Headland Drive and Kelton Road, but very close to Greenbrier Mall is the landmark I would I would use. Okay. Do you have a, a contact number for anyone who's out there listening? Would like to call and yeah. Yes, my contact number for the office is 404-344-8853. Or you can visit us on the web at www.alignwellnesscenter.com, A-L-I-G-N-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S-C-E-N-T-E-R.com. Also on Instagram as Align Wellness Center ATL. Um, or Dr. Period Mom Baby on Instagram as well. Okay. Um, okay, we're gonna almost we're about to bring this thing to a close. It, uh, on your final words, Doc, we're gonna let you have the final words. You're the expert today, so 
Normally, me and Cleve, we put some words in it. I mean, Cleve, if you want to say something, you can. Okay. I'm, gonna let, I'm gonna let Doc have this one. <laughs> I'm just going to say thank you, Dr. Henry, for um, coming on here and blessing us with all this information. Yes, we appreciate I know you. I've learned yes. a lot uh, today. Thank you for and, uh, Oh, yeah, of course. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to schedule me an appointment because I need it uh, and maybe get uh, my wife in there as well. And, uh, yeah, just thank you for coming coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you for the information. We appreciate you. And, and please give us some, some final thoughts, some words of wisdom, something before we uh, bring this thing to a close. Okay. So my, my main thing is that your health is your wealth. It is something that is should be a, your ultimate investment, I guess I would say. And when I say your ultimate investment, I don't even just mean it with money. I mean with your time and your attention. You know, that should be... Your one, you know, your primary focus is your health because if you're not here and you're not well to do the things you need to do, then how how would you take care of everything else that you need to take care of? That's one of the things I hear the most is, "Well, Doc, I can't take time out to do this or to do that because so and so needs me. So I, I have to do this and I got to do that." And it's like, well, what's going to happen if you're not here to do that? That's right. You know, so maybe maybe take a take a moment and really think about that and really think about your self it's not being selfish to think about yourself you're really giving so much more when you take care of yourself than you probably ever thought you could but that is very very important to think about yourself and think about your health and your wellness mentally physically and spiritually first and then take on the rest of the world okay on that note yes peace